podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Alasaskis plays it ahead to Chizaz. Chizaz looked up, had his time and space taken away. Here's Nielsen scores! Nielsen roofs it early goal. GB, one nothing hockey game. Two minutes remaining. Alasaskis gets it to the front of the goal and Bosa swiped at it. Narika swiped at it. It was wide. And Halbert. Halbert's going to take a chance. And Halbert will finish it off. Nathaniel Halbert with his first career world championship goal. Molnar, good keep by Halbert. Now Kirk, Kirk with some room. Kirk with another wrist that scores! Liam Kirk, power play goal, 2-0 Great Britain. Puck out, Ruop, Ruop to Nielsen. Waller over the boards now for Great Britain. He goes to the back post, there's a chance and Waller scores! You can see it coming from a mile away. Waller is first, 7-0 Great Britain. Welcome to Elite. The goals have been flying in and now it's the big day for the Great Britain's men's team as they get excited for an Italian job that doesn't involve a heist, Minnie Coopers or Michael Caine. However, Jonathan Phillips and the team have set the explosives and are ready to blow the bloody doors off the World Championships and stride into the top group in 2024, taking the gold along the way. GB only need a point, but with Italy having their own designs on winning the group, it promises to be quite the night at the Motor Point Arena. Joining me to gauge the mood during the second rest day of the week was Sheffield Steelers' Evan Mosey, who reflected on the competition and had a lovely afternoon with Lord Stanley and thinks he has an idea about how to nullify the Italians in this dramatic final game. All is about to be revealed on Elite. Evan, firstly, a pleasure to have you with us on Elite. What an incredible couple of days for the GB team. Can you sum up the mood right now? Uh, it's pretty positive, obviously. You know, we, we came into the tournament, um, won promotion from from the top pool. So, obviously, you know, that was our goal. And, and obviously, the tournament's gone pretty well for us, being able to win a majority of the games. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good atmosphere. We're looking forward to tomorrow. It's obviously going to be a little bit of a big test for us to, to get the win, to get promotion again. Yeah, massive game coming up. And it's it's got to be nice as well, the fact you've got your own destiny in your own hands. Yeah, that's it's yeah, that's the good thing about it is we don't really have to wait for any teams to beat any other teams or, or things like that where you know it's it's pretty much up to us and we need to come out and play a, a really well well played game tomorrow. Now the last two games, two shutout wins over Lithuania, three nil and then seven nil against Romania. Um two very different wins as well, I think it's fair to say. But has the team found its rhythm now, do you think? I I'd I'd say so. I think obviously, you know, we played you know, the exhibition games and, and it was a little, I wouldn't say rough, but obviously, you know, you could see from where we started to now kind of getting the new systems and everybody gelling a little bit. It's, it's, uh, it's been a pretty interesting, you know, scenario watching how far we've come in such a short amount of time, even from the games in February when we had the little international break. I, uh, you know, we've obviously come a huge, huge ways from those games and, and obviously, the tournament's gone pretty well. And I thought every game, you know, we struggled a little bit in the Lithuania game, but still were able to get the job done. And then all the other games, I thought we played pretty well and we can hopefully have some more room for improvement coming up. 
Yeah, that Lithuania game for all you know, three 0 win looks really good on paper. There were times, as you say, they did make it difficult for you. Yeah, they, obviously, like they're a good team, and I want to say last year they got bronze in this division. So, and they've kept pretty much the score lines pretty close on every team. So they're they're not a bad team. Like they they compete hard and they played us well the the whole game pretty much. So, you know, it was they're they're not a bad team. Like they they can play hockey, and obviously, you know, it showed when we played them. I don't think we took them lightly, but I, I don't think we played the best we, we could have played in the tournament. And then the game against Romania, 7-0. First period was, you know, quite quite even. And then you found your gear in the, the second period and never looked back. Yeah, you know, they they were, they were they came out with, obviously, you could tell they had a game plan and, and they, they played it really well in the first period. I think uh, the downside for them was I think they got a little fatigued. I think trying to play at that pace... And, and and try to keep that pace the entire game and was was kind of the downfall where we, we were able to uh, to just keep rolling our lines and, and we kind of started finding our rhythm a little bit like you said and, and we we're able to put some goals in how nice was it to finally get a goal on the board in the, the game against Romania <laughs> yeah it was good it wasn't wasn't the prettiest of goals but I'll take I'll take those whenever I can get them <laughs> quite right and the depth in scoring amongst the team that's something that's impressed me through the, the course of the week is that something as a collective you've worked on you you want everybody to really step up and, and take their chance when it comes uh yeah obviously you know everybody wants to score I think it's just you know a testament to the guys that we have on the team like it's you know it's we don't really have too like we, we rely on some guys but you know it's 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 good that everybody can chip in and everybody's got a role on the team and everybody kind of buys into their role even though it's not the same role they had on their teams during the season and it's just it's just a testament to the guys to be able to come in you know accept new roles and, and be successful at it obviously it's been working and we I think we, they said we had seven different scores in that game against Romania which is it's yeah you need you need that in tournaments like this you need some second half like some bottom six scoring from the forwards and you need D chipping in you need you pretty much need everything in the tournament you can't rely too heavily on on just you know a certain amount of guys so after the, the wins in the first two games, you can see momentum's really started to build. Tell us about how that mentality is built up through the course of the week as you've picked up the wins on, on the way. Yeah, the momentum's huge. I think, you know, everybody's a little nervous. The first couple games, you want to you wanna go out there and, and you want to, you know, get some wins, but you, you got to play it game by game. When, and you, you can't really think too much about past games because, you know, any team can beat any team kind of in this pool. So you got to... Like you said, you got to ride the momentum, but you can't get too high, and you you know you can't kind of bring it to the next game. You just got to start fresh every every day is a new day. And how do you approach the games? You'll you'll always tell me that the approach is always the same from your point of view, but you've got to adapt that slightly depending on who you're playing. Surely. Uh yeah, like obviously the coaches do an unbelievable job, like pre scouting teams and and their tendencies. So. You know, the, the coaches will have meetings and, and they'll they'll let us know, you know, some of their tendencies, some of their systems, what they see. And then, you know, you kind of just go into the game, trust in the coaches and, and what they tell you and, and the systems, you know, you're going to try to play against them. And you, you just got to have full trust in, in coaches and players, you know, that that they're going to be in spots when they should be in spots. And that's pretty much how you approach the game. It's, it's a new new game every day because every team plays differently. So it's. I don't want to say it's exciting, but it's it's it makes the game more enjoyable rather than you know like you you in the league during the season teams don't they change it up a little bit but not a lot where here it's 
different style of hockey in different countries where you're you're not really used to it. So it's it's fun to go into to new games with a new little challenge. And we've seen games where you're hitting early goals early in periods as well, and straight away the other team's under some early pressure. Yeah, you you want to start out, you know, obviously scoring. We scored early in a lot of the games this tournament. It's it's a good way to start out. You want to you want to put teams right under pressure right away, where they're kind of you know chasing, don't want to let them settle into the game and kind of get a feel for how it's going to be. You kind of want to strike first. Now on Thursday, Davy Phillips uh, reached his hundredth cap. Sorry, Wednesday, um, he reached his hundredth cap. Uh, an incredible achievement. You've played with and against Davy. What qualities does he have <laughs> that makes him not only a good teammate, but the things that make him tough for an opponent as well? Well, he's you know obviously he's he's a tough he's a tough player to play against. He's kind of calmed down as, as he's gotten older. But I remember like when I first came to the league, like Davy was tough and he was he was a hard defenseman to play against. He'd fight and he'd hit and. He's a, he's a solid demon. I don't think people give him enough credit with, with how solid he is defensively. Like he plays a role and he's hard to beat. And obviously, you know, he's, it, it shows he's been playing for, for years and years and he's played a solid role on, on teams that won championships and he's, he's killed penalties. It's, he's one of those like unsung hero guys that, that no one really gives a lot of credit, but he, he eats a lot of minutes in a game and he'll usually end up playing against teams, top lines, trying to shut them down. So like, Davey, Davey's a good player, and, and I think, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't get a lot of the credit that, that he deserves. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. We saw last night Jonathan Phillips uh, let him have the captaincy for the night. A really nice touch from Jono. <laughs> was was he allowed any other privileges in the room? Like, was he? did he get control of the music for one night, anything like that? No, no. Uh, I think he got to pick one song yesterday, and he was loving <laughs> the song. But yeah, he was... Davey doesn't really... I, he he doesn't mind the spotlight every once in a while, but I think the whole captain thing he was uh, he was a little gun shy for that. He was more nervous about doing like the opening face off ceremony where he's got to shake the refs' hands and stuff like that. So <laughs> he was he was more nervous about that than anything. What was his song out of interest? Oh God, I can't even remember. Uh, I can't. I actually can't even remember. It was a good song though. He was loving it. I oh, liked well, it. Enough. I forgot what song it was though. <laughs> yeah. So as we speak, it's the rest day Thursday, the day before you, you play Italy, and you had a special visitor today, Lord Stanley, come into the room. That must have been good for yeah. you guys. That was uh that was pretty I don't, I, yeah, it was a it was a pretty surreal experience because obviously like I don't think you'll ever I don't think I'm ever gonna win the Stanley Cup. So to actually be able to see it and I was more interested, like I was making jokes if like the keeper of the cup was with it, thinking like I thought it was going to be a replica. I didn't actually think it was going to be the real Stanley Cup. And then sure enough, I turned the corner and the, the actual keeper of the cup was there. That's when I was like, oh, shit, it's, it's actually it's actually the real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil Pritchard, the keeper of the cup, was, was traveling with it as well. Yeah. So what what was it about the cup? Were you looking for any names on there that, that you know, from, from teams you've followed in the past? Yeah, like uh, I was looking... For like obviously like certain teams and then uh my one good friend his dad won the cup in edmonton so i was looking for his dad's name on there and 
yeah, it was just it was just cool to look at it. It's it's a uh, it's uh, obvious it's obviously the most like historical trophy out there, and just seeing some of the like the dents and the the holes in it from from obviously all the war wounds it's had and all the stories. You could ask Phil; he'll tell you like the stories about the cup and parties and stuff he's seen, and it's just it's just a it's a cool trophy, and the history of it is is unbelievable. I've had the pleasure of speaking to Phil a, a couple of times now, and the one story I do recall was one of the players. I can't remember for what team or what year. Um, I think his mother had made pasta, and they were eating pasta. Yeah, the Stanley Cup. Did he tell yeah. you that story? Yeah, like they, there's honestly the amount of food and stuff that's been eaten out of it, <laughs> the amount of different variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just cool. It was just cool to have it in the locker room and and be able to see it and him share some stories and just have some of the guys who obviously. I've never seen it before. Just it's it's cool. It's it was a cool experience. I should point out as I speak to Evan here, he is smiling. So there's clearly a childhood dream going on there as he as he looks <laughs> back on this. So uh, well, I've, I've never yeah yeah I've never seen that. I've seen the one in like the Hockey Hall of Fame, but I don't think that's the actual real one. Where like the real one, there's like a couple of replicas, and I think the one in the Hockey Hall of Fame is not the real one where you can take pictures and stuff with it. So to actually see like the real real trophy was cool. Excellent. Let's get back to business. Of course, we've got the Italy game coming up on Friday. Looking back on what the previous campaign, 2018, when you last got promoted, you were part of that that group. Can you remember the emotions you had going into that final final game compared to, to this year, if you've thought that far ahead yet? Um, yeah, it was just, I wouldn't say it was a different mindset because obviously we went to that tournament, you know, wanting to get promoted. Um. But yeah, like now it's it's kind of the mindset. I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say we expect to get promoted, but like we obviously know we need to work. But like, I think we were kind of the underdogs back then. And now we're not so much the underdogs, obviously, like the the, the strides the team has taken in the last four years are, have been massive. So, you know, the, the mindset for us is like, this is, we, we, we deserve the right you know, to, to, to play this game and, and, and to try to get promotion. It's in our hands and uh, we just got to play our game and, and, you know, obviously do whatever we can and let, let the chips fall where they may and, and see what happens. And of course, you've also got the, the added caveat that Poland are still very much in the mix as well. They'll play their game earlier in the day. Yep. So it's quite, it's going to be quite a nerve wracking day, I'm sure for one reason or another, but as a professional, are these the kind of days you love as a player? Yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, you know, Poland's playing, but like it, it doesn't really have, it has impact on what happens with us, but at the same time, you can't be too focused on them. You got to be focused on, on our game. And we literally, if we win the game, we get promotion. So it's in our hands and that's pretty much all you can do is, is worry about our game and not really focus on what's going on within the tournament. You can't really, can't really focus too much on the outside noise. And what have you made of Italy this week as the tournament's progressed? Have you had a chance to, to watch them with any great detail and pick out anything? No, I haven't like haven't watched them at all, to be honest. And I haven't watched any of their games. And obviously the coaches will do their pre-scout. The only thing I remember, like we played them before last year in exhibition games and they were good. So I'm expecting them to be pretty much the same team. And of course, they've got guys like Daniel Tedesco, who you've come up against this year. He's at Guildford. They've also got four mm-hmm. players on six points coming into to this game as well. So how do you go about nullifying that threat? Is that something that you'll maybe work on nearer the time or is, is that something you've had a chat about yet? 
Uh, having a chat, but obviously just good team defense would be one way to to try to, to nullify that. You you got to play solid in all three zones and not give good players time and space and opportunities to, to make plays and, and score goals. So overall, have you enjoyed the tournament this year? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Like it's uh it's been a good time. It's you know the only the only downside I'd be like it's in Nottingham and we like to go Brits Brits on tour a little bit where we could have went to another country where <laughs> but I I like like I'm glad they hosted it here. They've done an unbelievable job, all the volunteers and, and obviously the, the arena's been great being able to host that many teams with, you know, that many countries and, and supporting staff. So it's been great and obviously the guys on the team are unbelievable. I've had I have a good time with them and you know, hopefully, you know, the storybook ending, we can we can win tomorrow and get promotion again. Yep, I was going to say, I always like to touch on the fans as well, the impact they have on you guys when you're out there yeah. doing what you're doing as well. Yeah, the fans have been, seriously, it's been unbelievable. And, and I'm guessing tomorrow will be, it'll be an interesting game. I'm guessing it'll be a packed house. And I'm hoping, you know, the home crowd can get behind us and support us and, and obviously hopefully get a gold medal for them. So just as we finish up, Evan, I think it's only right we finish our chat by talking about Jonathan Phillips. He's been a teammate for you for <laughs> Club and Country, a universally popular guy on and off the ice. Some of what he means to you on a professional level and the void he'll leave behind for both GB and the Sheffield Steelers. Oh man. No, Jono, he's you know, he's he's a true professional. Like if you like you said, like no one I don't think many people can say a bad word about Jono. He's on and off the ice. He's a he's a true professional. He's He's one of the best teammates and leaders I've been able to play with. And, and you know, he's he's had a huge career, you know, in Sheffield. He's had a huge career for GB. Like, just the longevity of him and, and how he plays and how, you know, I don't think, once again, he's another guy who doesn't get a lot of credit for for the tough minutes he plays and, and the, you know, killing penalties. And, oh, man, Jono, he's one, he's one of those guys where I don't think – people are going to understand how much he's he's going to be missed until he's gone and and they're going to to be able to say like man Jonathan Phillips like that guy would kill any penalty and chase the puck around like a mad crazy dog and he was unbelievable i don't think there's there's not a lot of players who will will take his role and his responsibility and his leadership and bring that to a group and just thrive with doing what he does and in this tournament like people were kind of doubting why he was on the team this tournament and he comes out and he scores two big goals for us in the tournament. And and it's, that's exactly why he's on. He's a leader and leads by example. And, you know, if he needs to get the guys going like he did, he, he obviously did. And they'll kill, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes of penalties if he asked you in a game and eat shots and do stuff like that. So, you know, he's, he's one of those teammates. Like, I, I don't think, you know, people are going to understand how much he's going to be missed once he kind of steps away from the game. And of course, I mean, the incentive's all there for you guys. Win the game, get promotion, gold medal. But <laughs> is there a little tiny bit of it maybe doing it for Jono as well? Yeah, like obviously you want to, you want to do whatever you can for him. Like he's, he's been a servant for the, for Team GB for, God, I don't know. I actually don't even know how many years he's played for Team GB. It's probably a lot. It's got to be. It's about 20, I think, give or take. Yeah. Is it 20? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like obviously it'd be huge for him either to go out on top and, and with a gold medal. But I think a weird part of you would think if we ended up getting promoted, he'd, he'd come back out of retirement to try to play next year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it would, it would be huge. I think for him, it would mean a lot to John. I don't think he'd admit it to any of the guys, but I think 
for him personally, I think it would mean a lot for him to to get to go out with a gold medal. This is last year to go out and and obviously that would be the best way to 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 end it for him. Massive thanks to Evan Mosey for joining me on Elite ahead of the big game. You can catch the game live on Viaplay Extra on Friday with coverage starting from 7.20pm with Aaron Murphy and Paul Aidey behind the mics for this one. Murph, along with Robert Lakovitz, were my guests earlier this week, so if you want to listen to those, catch up with Elite on your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon and Apple, where new episodes will drop when they're ready. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at underscore EliteIH and like Elite Podcast on Facebook. Thank you for listening and the very best of luck to Pete Russell and the team. Plus, congratulations to Jonathan Phillips on a great career as he prepares for his final game as a professional hockey player. See you soon. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network.